Are you a person that doubts their accomplishments, feels like a fraud despite the evidence of skill or achievement? Are you a person that struggles with imposter syndrome? Then my friend, this video is for you. This video will be talking about embracing your worth, conquering the imposter syndrome. With that being said, let's get right into I have a lot of points I need to cover. Hope you guys are doing well. Thank you so much for you all joining me. Let's get right into defining what an imposter syndrome is. It says imposter syndrome refers to a psychological pattern that means it's a mind pattern a thought pattern where a person's doubt where a person doubts their accomplishments feeling like a fraud despite evidence of their skills and achievements so this individual or a person that struggles with imposter syndrome is an individual that doubts their accomplishment they have accomplished great things highly successful has achieved great things but they feel like a fraud because they're they feel inadequate they feel like like someone else is more talented so they 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 feel like they're an imposter but my friend you don't have to be that especially as a believer here's a few scriptures that i want to read to kind of set the tone scripturally so that you'll be able to understand that god made you for such a time as this to produce what you've produced or to produce what you endeavor to produce for him to be glorified. God cannot be glorified to a person who feels inferior. God cannot be glorified through an individual that doesn't know that they're fearfully wanted for me. So it's very important for you and I to be able not to be prideful, but to be proud of our accomplishments because we know that God is going to be magnified and glorified for what he has brought out from the inside. But let's read some scriptures to really set the tone so that we can be able uh, to go the right direction, not the wrong direction. But 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 says this, but he said to me, Paul speaking, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. See, as the believer, we don't toil or succeed like the world does. The world needs external validation. The world needs to feel supported. But we as believers must understand that no matter how or no matter when we feel weak, we know that in that weakness, we know Christ can be made strong. What I mean by that? Yes, you may uh, feel inadequate. Yeah, you may feel, but you have to understand that it's in that reality that I'm nothing without Christ, but he still wants to give me life and life more abundantly, and he still wants to endeavor to do great things through me, then I boast even more in the weakness. Let people see my failures. Let people see my mistakes. Let people see. Let, make, let people assume. Let people assume that I'm not who I am, but it doesn't matter because God is, is, uh, is made strong through our weaknesses, for his grace is sufficient. Next verse that I really want to get into is Psalms 139, 4, 13 through 14. One of my favorite scriptures when it comes to this topic. It says, for you formed my inward parts. This is, the psalm is talking about God. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. This is the part I want to get to. Verse 14, I praise you. Why? For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. The issue is our soul doesn't know very well that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. See, we're three-part beings. We are a spirit. 
we have a soul <clears throat> and we live in a body. We're three-part beings. We're one, but three parts. Now, our giftings, our talents, our personalities, all those things that makes us authentically us are in our spirit man. The issue is the spirit man or the components of the spirit man, like talents and gifts, has to fight through the complexities or the hardness of the soul. And because our soul doesn't know what the spirit has, and because the soul doesn't know that it's fearfully made, even though the soul doesn't know that they are made for such time as this, that soul becomes a stronghold, keeping those important elements from busting through. So now those feelings of inadequacies, now those feelings of inferiority, now those feelings of being an imposter and feeling like a fraud, because even though you're successful, even though you're achieving great things, you don't you don't really quite know that in your soul. But when you begin to realize who has a hold on you, when you begin to realize who wants to make you bold, when you know that, then my friend, you will endeavor for your soul to become whole. Then you will be like, I know I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully means that God made me full of reverence that God reverenced you and I before we was even able to repent and, and confess our sins to even gain reverence that leads us to wisdom. So fearfully made that God took his time. He designed us intricately that every gift he specifically and intentionally placed inside of us. And when we begin to know that, then we'll respect what he has placed inside of us. We'll respect the fact that God did call me to do this. For instance, I used to struggle with this big time. There was times where I would walk into rooms with my shoulders down as an author of six or seven books at a time because I didn't want nobody uh, to, to, to think uh, more highly than I ought to think or make them think that whatever. I was just being afraid that, that, that I don't have a college degree. I'm, I don't have all the, 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 the uh, alphabetical letters, whether it's doctor or PhD or MD, whatever. And because I didn't have those different things, I felt like, man, I must have got lucky. Man, oh, man, I'm sorry what nice with it. I began to downplay what God wanted to play through. It's crazy how we'll put pause on what God wants to push play towards a cause. And I struggle with that. Now, when people ask me, I'm an author of 10 books, God gets the glory. I'm a creator of four card games. God gets the glory. I'm a creator of 2,500 plus videos on YouTube that impacts people over the world for God's glory. I'm not about to shrink just because of what I think other people think about me. And you shouldn't either. For you're fearfully made. Wonderfully means that you're made with uniqueness, that God made you one of one. See, God makes copies. The devil makes originals. The devil doesn't create. He can't create anything. Only thing he does is imitate. And when you understand imitators, you know imitators are haters. And when you begin to realize that you're wonderfully made, that God made you unique, then your shoulders would be wide. You will feel confident. Let's keep going for time's sake. It says, I, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, not my works. What God works through you, that's wonderful what he did. See, when, when, when God eloquently speaks through me by his spirit into these videos, wonderful are your works, God. When, when, when God begins to, to give me book ideas and, and business ingenuity and, 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 and ministry uh, exegetical ability, wonderful are your works. What God is doing through me, wonderful are his works. So you don't have to feel like an imposter when you know that the most wonderful one is working wonderfully through something wonderful. And when you realize that, you won't shrink under your accomplishments, nor will you embolden yourself into pride, but you'll recognize what God has done on the inside. 
Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. You have to have a well soul to know very well. We'll break that scripture down another time. I'm, I'm laboring a little bit too long on some of these points, and I have a lot of things that I want to get into. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship. Not theirs, not ours. We are his workmanship, created in crunches for good works. What you're doing is good. That book you wrote is a good book. That screenplay you're creating, great screen, great drama. What you're creating right now is good. And when you begin to realize that God does good things through us, then we won't shrink ourselves. Let's keep going. I think my internet's kind of weak. Can y'all give me a thumbs up? Let me know if you guys can hear me. I think my internet is coming back. There we go. We're back. And so, for we are his workmanship, creating credits for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So that good work that you're doing right now, God already pre-beforehand predestined for you to walk in. And it, and it wasn't for you to walk cowardly through, but boldly through. Now, here are some reasons. Uh, I'll, I'll skip to those. I'll read this right. Imposter syndrome can lead to several negative outcomes. An imposter syndrome can lead to several negative outcomes that impact the individual's mental, emotional, and professional well-being. Some of these outcomes include these 11 things real quickly. Low self-esteem. Imposter syndrome often leads to feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt, eroding self-esteem and self-worth. See, your worth cannot be in other people's opinions of your work. Your worth cannot be based upon how you see your work. Your worth have to be based upon where you get your worth from, and that's from God. See, when we understand that we're made in the image of God, then the image person, the one whose image I have, dictates my worth. And when you begin to understand that, you'll embrace uh, your worth. You will embrace God and say, God, you made me this way. And so the reason why imposter syndrome is not of God is because it creates low self-esteem and it corrodes or erodes self-esteem and self-worth. Number two, anxiety and stress. Constantly feeling like a fraud can contribute to the heightened levels of anxiety and chronic stress affecting mental health. So now you're always concerned about what other people think about you or you're afraid that somebody will catch you, that you're not quite good enough. And those for those people out there that doesn't have degrees, those individuals don't have anything backing them. But God, I've been through that. Man, I have nothing behind me. <clears throat> I have no college degree. I have no rich uncle. I have no one or nothing that can say they make Joshua wise or they make Joshua wealthy. Only God. And if God is the only one backing you, then don't slack in you. There should be no slacking you if God is backing you. And when you understand that, you'll say, I'm not going to be anxious about what other people think. I used to think that people may, may say, oh, well, his books ain't worth nothing. because well, Who cares what they think? Because anything you do for Christ will last. Let's keep going. Three, perfectionism. Imposter feelings may drive individuals to strive for unattainable levels of perfection, leading to burnout and unrealistic expectation. Now, now because you feel like a fraud, now you feel like you have to do everything perfect. Now, because you have imposter syndrome, you believe that you have to put the most perfect thing out there to make them believe. Do you know that only God can create something perfect out of imperfect? Out of someone or something imperfect. And when we realize that, we won't get so caught up in perfectionism. Give me one second. 
Let's keep going. Number four, fear of failure. Fear of being exposed as an imposter can hinder risk-taking and innovation, preventing personal and professional growth. So you can't be afraid to fail because of how everybody, uh, uh, whatever tells they may tell. Who cares what they got to say? You got to say, I'm not afraid to fail because if you're afraid to fail, there's no innovation. Number five, undermined achievements. People with imposter syndrome tend to downplay their accomplishments, missing out on opportunities for recognition and advancement. See, God wants to be recognized through you. And we can't get into a place where we undermine. Oh, I mean, no, I mean, I tried. I mean, it's not that good. I got kids all the time that downplay their talents. They they shrink up under the praises of other people. They, they don't want anybody to know that they're great at something. Why? Because they're afraid of other people's opinions. So they undermine their achievements. I have singers in my class right now. I got entrepreneurs in my class right now. And a lot of them are questioning what God wants them to do. And are you one of those individuals? Are you one of those people that's like, coach, man, I undermine my achievements. Man, you're good at that. God did that through you. You the one worked hard with in developing your skills and talents and your character. Stand tall so God can be glorified. For if if there's for any other reason but that, to say you know what I'm not gonna downplay my books. I used to downplay my books, downplay my videos. Don't tell no. I'm not saying I go out there and tell people my stuff. But when people ask about it, I just shy away from it. No, stand strong and let people know that God did something great through you. So don't undermine your achievements. Number six, avoidance of opportunities. Individuals might avoid taking on challenges or promotions due to their belief that they are not capable of limiting their potential. See, as believers, we are in partnership with God. Like when you know that you're in partnership with God, my friend, you're going to feel inadequate. <laughs> listen, when listen, the reason why God gives us big dreams and the reason why God leads us to do big things because he knows that we have to stay in partnership with the big God. So there's going to be plenty of times where you feel like, I don't even know if I'm even qualified to be here. There's been times in my life where I'm like, how am I in this room? Everybody else got bigger and better than me, but they're asking questions from me. Man, I will, I would be like, wow, God, it's because God said, man, you trust me. And if you're at a place right now where you say, man, God, I don't know how I got into these rooms. God, I don't even know how I'm in these situations, but God, I don't have this. Those are the world standards. God says, you, all I want from you is your heart. All I want from you are your hands. All I want from you is your hope. All I want from you is your head. All in unison, in harmony, letting me do great things through you. So don't avoid opportunities. Number seven, negative impact on relationships. Feelings of inadequacies can lead to difficulty in forming and maintaining healthy relationships due to a lack of confidence. Our confidence must come from God. Now we shrink under the pressures of husbandhood and wifehood when God's like, man, I'm the one in partnership with you. Next, procrastination. The fear of not meeting unrealistic expectations or standards might cause individuals to delay tasks leading to decreased productivity. Happens all the time. Nine for time's sake. Career stagnation. Imposter syndrome can hinder career progression. As individuals may not seek promotions or new opportunities they perceive as beyond their capability. These are people who are actually capable, but because their mind is limited and because their mind is insecure and because their mind is infested with low self-esteem, they're capable and they know they're talented and they know they're good at it, but they don't believe. 
How many people watching me right now are struggling with this? 10, mental health struggles. Prolonged experiences of imposter syndrome can contribute to conditions such as depression and anxiety disorders. Number 11, isolation. People with imposter syndrome might isolate themselves socially and professionally to be to avoid being found out. Man, yeah, be found. I'm waiting for the day where people can find out about what God is doing through me on this YouTube channel. I can't wait to be found out through one of my 10 books, found out through one of my four card games, whatever it is, my coaching programs. The pe- That's why I go so hard for the people that I coach. I go so hard for the people in my coaching program because I know when I change their life, they will tell others. I don't mind being found out, and you shouldn't either because when people find you, they'll find Christ. Because everybody's looking for these four things in people. They're looking for those who are enlightened. They're looking for those who are loved and know how to love. They're looking for those who are content and joyful. They're looking for people at peace. And those things come when we begin to identify ourselves in God, who's the source of our worth. We'll then be enlightened as children of God. And we'll walk like a royal priesthood. We'll walk like we're royalty. We'll walk like we own this thing. We'll walk in dominion. And we will know that we're loved by God. We know that his perfect love will cast out all fear. So we'll be drawing near and not try to disappear from areas and places where God wants to be glorified. We'll be people full of joy that nobody can take that joy away because if the world didn't give it, the world can't take it away. We'll be people of peace. Then we'll know how to disrupt the wrath through a soft answer. We'll know how our, our presence will bring tranquility and peace and people be flocking to your gifting, flocking to you because you have four, those four things operating in your life. And when we begin to understand that, then we won't shrink under this imposter syndrome for we know that we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we know that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works and we'll be able to stand in our work full of worth. When you work, do you work with worth? When you, when you with your family, are you a husband full of worth? Are you a wife full of worth? Are you a teen full of worth? Are you a child full of worth? Or when you work at your job, do you work with worth? We have to work with worth. See, we're not working for worth. We're working from worth and we're working in worth. We're worthy to be here. We're worth it. We deserve to be here. Operating at a high level for God to be glorified. So this is what we have to understand. Are you one of these people? Struggling with low self-esteem, filled with anxiety and stress, striving for perfectionism? Are you afraid of failure? Are you undermining your achievements? Are you avoiding opportunities? Are you uh, uh, having a negative impact on your relationships? Are you procrastinating? Are you allowing yourself to be stagnating in your career, having mental health struggles and isolating yourself? Now, let's talk about the opposite, and then we'll get to some some solutions And then we'll answer some questions. The opposite of imposter syndrome is a healthy sense of self-confidence and self-assurance that comes from our source, who is God. It's a state. Like we said right now, I'm in the state of North Carolina. You're in a state or whatever. You can post it in the chat right now. What state are you in? And, And that's the state. You can't be in two states at one time. Now, I, through this video, can be in multiple states at one time, but physically, I can't be in two states at one time. So being in a state means this is where I reside. This is where I live. It says it's a state where individuals believe 
in their own abilities, acknowledge their accomplishments, and maintain a realistic yet positive view of themselves. So the opposite of an imposter is an individual who has a healthy sense of self-confidence and self-assurance that comes from the source <clears throat> who is God. It's a state where individuals believe in their own abilities. You got to believe that you're able. You got to look at your abilities. Like right now, I use myself as an example. I believe in my abilities of speaking no matter how often I stutter. I believe in my abilities of writing no matter if a, if a, a publisher company want to publish. I remember when I went to shop my, pub, my book to publishers, I got turned down three times. But because I found my worth in God, I went and self-published those books. See, when you know that you're worthy and you're full of worth, nothing will stop you from working. Nothing will stop you from progressing. It's because you have a healthy self-confidence and self-assurance because you're backed by God. Your confidence cannot come from anything dense. It has to come from something dense. Now, what I mean by that? Confide dense. Confid dense. Confide dense. Confide means to trust in. There's two types of dense. Dense people are individuals who are dumb. They are un, they're not knowledgeable. So when we put our confidence in something that's dense or that's ignorant about our true worth and what we're supposed to do, then that's not what we're not we're gonna fluctuate in our confidence. But when our confidence is in something that's dense, or we confide in something that's potent, powerful, intact, like like strong intensity. Oh man, that thing works strong. And the most dense, most compact, most most powerful force is God. And when we confide in him, then he'll make us dense. He'll make us compact. He'll make us strong. He'll make us in a place where we'll do what's right and not what's wrong. And so uh, it says, uh, 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 it's a state where individuals believe in their own abilities Acknowledge your accomplishments. I acknowledge it. You got to acknowledge your accomplishments. Don't let the devil rob that. Don't let those demons rob that from you. Acknowledge your accomplishments privately so that you can be confident publicly and maintain a realistic yet positive view of themselves. This mindset, hear me, mindset. Imposter syndrome, syndrome is a cancer of the mind. And I have a mindset program, family. I got a lot of people in that program that they are striving. They are thriving mentally at this point, pursuing their purpose at a high level. And if that's something that you need right now and you want to get to a place from not being a place where you're not feeling like an imposter, but you can strong stand strong in your identity in Christ, then check out that mindset mastery link in my description box. Let's keep going. This mindset is characterized by genuine godly self-esteem. And understanding of one's strength and weaknesses and the ability to navigate challenges with resilience and a growth-oriented attitude. That's powerful. It says this individual is, has a genuine self-esteem and an understanding of one's strengths and weaknesses. I put that in there for a reason. We all have to understand our strengths and weaknesses. His strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. There's areas where I'm strong, but I'm not going to allow my weaknesses to weaken my strengths. Don't allow your weaknesses to weaken your strengths. Don't allow a weak mindset to strengthen, to weaken your strong abilities. You got to say, no, I am a gifted writer. I am a gifted musician. I am a gifted entrepreneur. I'm a gifted businessman. Yeah, every job I walk on, I walk in like I'm gifted. Because when I'm gifted, I can give it. And when I give it, they'll be uh, 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 elated and excited. And they're going to want to know, where did you get that gift from? And then when you tell them where you got the, your gift from, God will be glorified. 
Because let me tell you something. When Joseph displayed his gift, man, things moved real swift from him for him. And so when you understand Joseph, if Joseph had imposter syndrome, downplayed his dream interpretation, interpret, hold on. If Joseph downplayed his dream interpreting abilities, he would have never been second in command of Egypt or saved the nation. Could it be that your gifts were designed to save a nation, but because you feel like a, 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 a what, an imposter, that now you can't stand with strong posture to ensure people are saved? That's something to think about. Let's keep going. Now, reversing imposter syndrome involves adopting strategies to shift your mindset, build self-confidence, and cultivate a more realistic self-perception. Here's a step-by-step -step approach, my friends. I don't know if I'm going to share all of these. I had so many points that I wanted to give you. But number one, it starts with self-awareness. Recognize when you're experiencing imposter syndrome. Awareness is the first step towards change. You got to be aware. Anytime you downplay, stop it. Don't even allow that thought to continue thinking. Those are thoughts you ought not to think. You have to be self-aware. Yeah, I'm downplaying. Yeah, I'm shrinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm deflecting. Next, challenge those negative thoughts. Whenever you have self-doubting thoughts, challenge them with evidence of your accomplishments and abilities. So when you have a negative self-thought, like for instance, in this video, I've been struggling stuttering-wise. I felt like my words are not coming out smoothly, right? But I'm not going to allow that to creep into my psyche, suffocate or strap my mouth for me to press in broadcast. And now this broadcast cannot, the seed cannot be broadly cast into the hearts of those who need it. So you have to practice conditioning your mind to attack those uh, negative thoughts and say, no, I am capable. And challenge them with evidence. Josh, right now, if I ever doubted my speaking ability, I will say, hey, Josh, man, you know you did 2,500 plus videos. Josh, you are off the 10 books. Why are you doubting what God placed in you? And for you, you can be up saying, you know what, man? When I got on that piano the last time, man, I was nice with it. Man, yeah, I, I should stand strong in that boardroom. Yeah, man, I know what I'm talking about. I have a God-like ingenuity, ingenuity, or deep understanding about this topic that's supernatural. See, we have a gear the world can't tap into. And when you begin to understand it, you'll be like, man, I am gifted with this, supernaturally gifted. So now let me enhance my skills and my abilities. But it starts with being self-aware. And number two, challenging those negative thoughts. Whenever you have self-doubting thoughts, challenge them with evidence of your accomplishments and abilities, especially the ones that you've done through God's strength. Number three, talk about it. Share your feelings with trusted friends, families, or mentors. Often they can provide a different perspective and reassure you. Don't go to people. I'm going to say this. Don't go to your peers. Go to those who have years. Don't go to peers. Go to those who have years. And what I mean by that, peers only know what you know. But those who have years can reassure you that, that you're on the right path. And what I mean by that, I posted a post on Instagram that said this. It said that an entrepreneur would never tell a person to start a business not to. It said that a bodybuilder would not uh, tell a person that wants to lift weights not to. 
He says, but oftentimes people who are not doing those things always got something negative. So don't go to people who are not even qualified to speak on your life. Stop going to people who are not qualified to speak in your life. You got to speak or listen to people who are qualified, people who can see on the inside, people who know where you should reside, people who know. Go to people who are qualified, individuals that are able to speak life into you, people who have an understanding. That's why never talk to people who've never stood under what you're under now. See, understanding means a person who understands is a person who's who's once stood under the pressure you're under now. And now they have strength in their legs. They have strength in their bones to hold. They understand this point. They understand marriage. They understand parenting because they stood up under the pressures of it. And now when they've been fully strengthened by God, they can stand strong and boldly up under something that they knees once were shaking under. And when you begin to understand that, you'll be like, man, I'm just not going to go to anybody. I'm not just going to talk to anybody. Talk to people that walk with people. Talk with people that talk that walk the talk, not talk the walk. Big difference. A lot of people talk the walk, but they don't walk the talk. You got to have people that are walkers, not just talkers. You need people that says, I walk what I talk about and my walk talks for me. Follow people, seek people whose walks talk, but whose walks don't talk, don't talk to those people. Don't talk to people that always got something to say about what you're doing and they have nothing going on for themselves. Next point, record achievements. Keep a journal of your success and positive feedback. This serves as a reminder of your competence. Record your achievements. Write them down. Keep a journal. Go to people who have years up under their belt. No fears up under their belt. Like, like draw near to those individuals, right? And, and they record their feedback, positive feedback. See, people who are not where you want to go, they criticize. People who are where you are, they critique. It's a big difference. Criticism has a tone of hatred in it. Critique is just honest critique. People who critique you, they critiquing through love. They critiquing through understanding. They critiquing because they don't need you. They're not threatened by you. See, the, most people are surrounded by people that are threatened by their progress. Therefore, they want to dig- cause you to digress. Right? And so you got to be around people who walk their talk. Next, set realistic goals. Set achievable goals and track your progress. Celebrate even small victories along the way. Celebrate. You deserve that cupcake. Go get you. Man, listen, do you know every Friday I treat myself? You know how many treat meals I do? One treat meal a week. I treat myself. I don't call them cheat meals because I'm married. I call them treat meals. Okay. I go out there and treat myself. Josh, you did good this week, man. Josh, man, way to go, man. And if it's a strong, long week, man, I'd be like, man, I'm going to get me a, a three-layer cake. One slice. Treat yourself. Because when you don't treat yourself, you cheat yourself of an opportunity to celebrate you. I'll come back to that now. The good question. Six, learn from failure. Embrace failure as a part of growth. Analyze what you've learned from setbacks and how you can improve. Learn from your failure. Failure is a part of success. Next, for time's sake, positive self-talk. Replace self-criticism with positive affirmations from God's word. 
Treat yourself with the same kindness you, you'd offer to a friend. Man, treat yourself with the same kindness you'd offer, you would have offered a friend. We're more kind to other people and we're not kind to ourselves. Be kind to you. I told a, a, a client of mine, a young lady that I'm coaching, I told her she needs to go back to all the times she felt like she failed herself. And I told her, you need to go back and talk to her and let her know that God is with her. What I mean by that is like, you got to resolve and have face-to-face conversations with the person that you're disappointed with. I'm talking about with yourself. Go back to that 17-year-old you and be like, girl, you didn't know no better. Girl, man, listen, if if I had all the cars that I had, I would do the same thing over again. Go back to your 24-year-old self and be like, you know what? That's under the blood. I forgive you. Go back to your eight-year-old self, forgive her. Go to your 10-year-old self, forgive him. Go to your 33-year-old self and forgive her. Go back and forgive that person and then love that person and then love you. Because love has a way of leveling up. Uh, I got to keep going for time's sake. Eight, recognize skill development. Understand that feeling inadequate can be a sign that you're learning and growing. View challenges as opportunity for growth. So when you feel insecure, embrace that growth. Next, seek uh, feedback. Don't shy away from feedback. Constructive criticism can provide valuable insights and validate your strengths. There's always a way to do it better. Seek feedback. Number 10, visualization. Imagine yourself succeeding and feeling confident. Visualization can help rewire your brain and reduce feelings of imposterism. Now, what I mean by that, every night, my roof turns into a video screen visualizing me succeeding for God's glory every time. When I look at the ceiling, I never see a bad movie. I never see a bad outcome when I look at myself on that, on whatever that dimension is on the ceiling, wherever I sleep. I look at myself and be like, yep, yep, Josh is going to do that. I always visualize myself in, in conjunction to what's been prophesied over me, in conjunction with what God has placed inside of me. I never see myself just average, mediocre. So turn your ceiling into, into an a HD divine TV screen that reveals what God wants to uh, uh, share through, the, through you for the world. Visualization. Next, celebrate success. When you achieve something, take time to celebrate it. Acknowledge your hard work and accomplishment. That's very important. Celebrate your success. Embrace imperfection. Understand that perfection is unattainable. Please understand that. Progression is attainable. Perfection is not attainable. Embrace your imperfections as part of being a human being. That then makes you trust in the perfect one. Man, it's crazy how no matter how imperfect my messages are, how imperfect, and I'm trying to master those short videos on Instagram and stuff. I'm trying to master those short videos. And it doesn't matter how. I remember one time I did, uh, I showed my wife, I did 96 takes to produce one video for a minute and 10 seconds. 96 takes. By 28, I should have quit. <laughs> By old standards, I should have quit. But I said, no, this video got to get out. But I realized when I kept looking, I was like, Josh, you're not going to put the most perfect video out but put it out and let God perfect it in the hearts of those who need to be impacted by it. So embrace imperfection. Your video's not going to come out perfect. Your brand is not going to come out perfect. Your business is not going to come out perfect. Your marriage is not going to come out perfect. 
But when you trust in the perfect one, you will find yourself like, man, this thing really is better than what I thought. 13, help others. Sharing your expertise with others can boost your confidence and remind you of your competence. That's why I do these videos as a reminder. Josh, you're well able to do this. It don't matter what other preacher, other teacher, stay in your own lane, Josh. Same as for you all. No matter who else is doing what you're doing, stay in your lane. Feed your people, right? Help those that need your help. And also, last but not least, I put this, seek professional help. If feelings of imposter are severe, consider seeking help from someone who specializes in self-esteem and confidence. And if you're that person and this message resonated with you and you like, coach, I struggle with this. Coach, I feel like a fraud. I feel like the talent police is going to come and get me and be like, man, this person's not equipped. This person's not adequate enough for this. And then you're going to, and then you feel like God ain't going to be there to justify you. Right. Right. If you're that individual, you want to get to a place where you're confident, and you walking in worth and you doing your work in worth and that, that you celebrate what God is doing through you because, you know, God is being glorified through you. Then, my friend, I invite you to either message me in the chat right now and I'm going to send you a link to a coaching program if you're watching live. But if you're watching later, comment below the word. Uh, what word I want to use? Uh, um, adequate. Right. Down, I don't care how you spell either because the adequate. I don't even know if I can spell adequate. You know what I'm saying? A-D, quit, right? Don't quit because you're adequate. <laughs> That's Don't quit because you're adequate. All right? But either way, comment adequate or just say coach me. Send me the link. Whatever you want to comment below. And I'm going to send a link to a coaching program that I believe is going to boost your confidence. It's a mindset, multi-purpose mastery program. I have people in the program right now, man. People find their purpose and by week three, week four, people's mindset has been setting free. Week seven, people, these are real results. And, and when you get in there, you'll see for yourself. And so message me below. You can message me in the, well, in the chat. I'll post a link now in the chat. But I also want you guys to download for free the worksheet for this. Uh, um, let me just go to coaching programs. We're going to be combining these two programs that you're going to see first. The mindset and multi-purpose program is going to be combined um, because I made it a hybrid program. So just fill out the mindset application. This program does cost. Um, that's why I'm giving also free content. The, this program are for people who are serious. This program are people who are desiring to be high fulfillers or are very high fulfillers, very talented people, high achieving people that's ready to work, that are able, that are ready to invest in themselves significantly for the outcomes they desire. And for those who are not able to get into that program, that's perfectly fine. Let me know what you can do and I can see how I can get you in there. But if you, hey, coach, I, I need a worksheet. I got a worksheet for you right now. This right here will give you the tools you need to be able to get somewhere up the road confidently. So that you'll be able to uh, uh, find some immediate success. But if you need, if you're a ready to invest in yourself to bring out your best self, then um, let me see if this is the, uh, here we go. I don't know if y'all can see that. Can y'all see that? Hold on. Let me. So here's the worksheet. Let's go over the worksheet real quickly. Uh, give me one second. Let me see how I can make this bigger. <clears throat> there we go okay so here's the reversing imposter syndrome worksheet and let me go ahead and post that link in the uh man give me one second let me post that link to the uh worksheet 
right now so that you guys can go ahead and download the worksheet. And those who are watching later, that worksheet is available in the uh, description box. If you're listening on my podcast, that link is available there as well. So let's go over this. Let's go over this worksheet together for those, for everyone. Everyone should get this worksheet. Uh, step one, self-reflection and awareness. Write the date because the date is important. I'm starting to put dates on my worksheets because dates are important. Because sometimes you got to go back to the monuments. When, when they crossed over Jericho, they built the monument. Like when you write that date down as a day that you made a decision to no longer be an imposter syndrome person. List recent achievements. Write down at least three accomplishments, big or small, that you are proud of. Write those different things. The big difference between proud and pride. Pride means at the core of it, ID. I identify with this. This determines my worth. No, we're not talking about being pride, having pride about it, but being proud. Because when you're proud of something, you're loud about it. And God wants you proud of your accomplishments. So you can be loud about your accomplishments so they will be able to be, so people be able to know who accomplished it through you. Next two, uh, list recent achievements. Write down at least three accomplishments, big or small, that you are proud of. Number three, recognize triggers. Identify situations, tasks, or events that can tend, that tend to trigger your feelings of imposter syndrome. Write those down. Step two, you might have to do this. I gave you extra sheets of paper, too, to be able to kind of reflect more. Uh, challenge negative thoughts. Write down negative thoughts that you're struggling with. Then I want you to write number two, evidence of successes. List specific examples, feedback, or evidence that contradicts this negative thought. Write those three things down. Next, positive affirmation. Write a positive affirmation that counters the negative thought. For example, I am capable and deserving of my achievements. That's a great affirmation. Let that thing resoundingly disarm that negative thought. Let's keep going. Step three, setting realistic goals. Set a realistic and achievable goal related to a task that triggers imposter feelings. So if you struggle with speaking and God is leading to a YouTube channel, then take a realistic, achievable step. That don't mean you do a 42-minute video like I'm doing right now. Do a five-minute. Go live. Some, I tell I told one of my clients, go live. Don't do a video. Just go live. Because once you're out there, you're out there. Once you're in the water, you're in the water. <laughs> once you're out at sea, you're out at sea. So when you jump into a live or jump into something that you have no choice but to do, challenge yourself, bring a friend with you, then my friend, you'll be like, man, I am good at this. Um, write your goal. Actually, break down the goal into small steps. These steps should reflect progress rather than perfection. Progressive goals, not perfect goals. Step four, self-compassion and mindset shift. Write a letter to yourself. It's important. And read this over, over and over and depending on your need. Imagine you are giving advice to a friend who is experiencing imposter syndrome. What would you say to encourage them? Remember the point that I said that be kind to yourself as you will be kind to others. Write a letter to yourself using the same kind and compassionate words. You'll be surprised how that. Let's keep going. Celebration and gratitude. Celebrate your achievements, both big and small. Treat yourself to something you enjoy as a reward for your hard work. Number two, gratitude. Write down three things you are grateful for today. Step six, reflection and progress tracking. Reflect. Take a moment to reflect on your progress. 
How have your feelings and thoughts about yourself changed since starting this worksheet? That's why I put the date up there. Next steps. What additional steps can you take to continue reversing imposter syndrome and building self-confidence? I pray this message was a blessing to you all. I pray you got something from it. And I pray um, that the Lord is going to be glorified through your life even more. Let's go through a couple of questions. And I'm done. Christy Horton said, what's going on? Hope you're doing well. Michelle H says, hello. I've been feeling inadequate. I've spent most of my life depressed and feeling sorry for myself. I'm now 29 years old, jobless, no education, and living with my mom. I don't know where to, to begin to get my life together since I've wasted so much time. Holler at me, Michelle. Something I got to borrow from somebody's belief. Get a session with me. Borrow from my belief. There's nothing wrong with being 29, jobless, no education, living with your mom if you plan on making a change. You cannot look at where you are. You want to look at where you want to go. Don't look at the don't look at where you are. Look at the bar. Look at how far. Like look at look at who you are destined to be. So of course you're going to feel inadequate if you only focus on being 29, a 29-year-old woman jobless, no edge. Do you know around that age, I was the same way? Well, I had a job at the YMCA, but it wasn't a job that I loved. I was at my mom's house at 26. I was working at the YMCA as a front desk clerk. I was depressed because my ministry wasn't where I thought it would be. And I was living with my mom. It happens. But now it's time to make things happen. Aaron Wayne, good morning. Not good morning. Good evening. I must be tired of something, boy. I'm not clicking like I usually click, but I believe the word still was spoken. Natasha, this message is on time. I just researched imposter syndrome because every time the Lord blessed me, I feel myself wanting to shrink. See? To God be the glory. Jenny Travels, amen. Always on point, sir. God gets the glory. Natalie says, why does God allow you to be last? Oh, oh. Allow you to be lost. God doesn't allow us to be lost. We choose to be lost. But you have a choice right now to be found. If you're lost and you're unclear about your purpose and you're unclear about where you are, it's because you're overlooking the obvious. Purpose is obvious. Instead of examining why you're lost, examine when was the last time you was in your word. Examine the last time where you prayed. Examine the last time where you trusted. See, we're lost because we've last. Or the last time was a long time ago where we should have been with God even more. God knows exactly where you are, but the question is, do you know where you are? And when you know where you are, you will go to God and then God will take you far. I love you all. Thank y'all so much for trusting me with y'all's time, your ears, your questions. Here are some resources that I think will be a blessing to you. Check out my latest book, Multipurpose, How to Find and Fulfill Your Purposes in Life. Great resource here. That will help you find your purpose and fulfill all your purpose at a high level. We also got merch to go with it. Well done is a movement helping us to be well, to do well, so that we can position ourselves to hear our Heavenly Father say, well done. Also, check out our coaching programs. These programs go directly with that. Our mindset and multi-purpose mastery program and also our holistic uh, success 
mastery program. That's for elite levels. Those for high, high achieving, high, or those people that desire to be, those are people that are really willing to invest in themselves. Those people that really want to profit in their purpose. Those people who really want to profit in every area. That's, that's for people who are serious about being successful in every area. All right. So if you're that person, you're like, man, coach, I'm successful financially. I'm successful professionally, but my spirit is not successful, coach. My mind wanders. My emotions are still tied to my ex. I'm, I'm physically out of shape, coach. Coach, like I'm at a place right now relationally. I'm straining my relationships. My I've lost the love of my wife. I lost the focus of my husband. But coach, I'm successful professionally. Coach, I got money longest days, but I'm bankrupt in other areas or in other ways. And if that's you and you want to be holistic successful, because I promise you, if you become spiritually, uh, if you begin to profit spiritually, your money will get better. When you begin to profit in every other area, you begin to see that you'll save money because you save based upon how you behave. You save based upon how you behave. And so if you want to save money and actually make more money, then you can't, I can't make more money with a sad wife. I can't make more money with a daughter that don't know her father. I can't make more money if I ain't been in my word. I can't make better and more money and have great success and, and that can generate, creating that generational wealth. What's the point of developing generational wealth when you don't got generational health in your family, right? Things you got to think about. Check out that holistic success program. It'll be a blessing to you. Also, if you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds, and you truly want to be free. Because to whom the son says free is free indeed. This book, The Purpose of Freedom, will be a great resource for you. If you're struggling with what you're seeing right now and you're not sure if it's a counterfeit or a counterpart, this book, Counterfeit or Counterpart, would be a great resource for you. If you're struggling with your feelings and you want to find the facts so you can get back to fulfilling your purpose, this is a great book to help you process your feelings. If you're struggling to hold the important things in your life because you know you have holes in your life, and you haven't reached the level of wholeness to hold this or that, then this book, The Wholeness Journal, will be a great resource for you. If you're struggling with your singleness or you want to learn how to maximize and find the purpose of it, this book, The Purpose of Singleness, will be a great, great resource for you. If you're struggling or if you want to be in position to date the love of your life forever or you're dating someone right now, you want to have the right questions to either end the wrong relationship or extend the right one. Or if you're married right now, you're like, man, I just want to keep the fire burning in my dating with my, my spouse. And you just want to have good questions and that will keep the spark alive. Then dating prep will be a great resource for you. I have a young lady who this book got her married to her husband. <laughs> I can't wait to share that testimony. We've been talking about it. If you have a young person uh, who's third grading up and you want them to have a good, solid book for them to read so they can find out what their purpose is early. And this book, as he says, as in for do not serve, be a great resource for them. If you're struggling with spiritual warfare, you want to better understand the whole armor of God, this book, World War Me, will be a great resource for you. Coach, gonna go get some rest. I'm gonna go ahead and just, just go get some sleep. Love you all. Y'all be blessed. Thank y'all so much for trusting with y'all's questions. Check out those links in the description box below. I love you all. Peace.